the podcast with Mike and Bomber. Here we go. Uh, ready for a big week, and it's been a big day uh, in footy. Um, massive news today. Massive news today, and I haven't spoken to Mike about this other than a text I got today when I was in class, just uh, diligently teaching my class, <laughs> and all of a sudden the news uh, broke. I uh, the news broke, and uh, Ross is gone. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Yep. There's a big wash up from round. What round was it? Twenty two. 22. Big round. Second which, last. Which is almost faded in the background. Round. An ultimate round was a beauty. So let's get into it, Mike. Who is your star for round 22? I've picked an easy one here. I've gone with Ben Brown. Kicked the 10, 10 straight and then the one behind to finish it off. I don't want to give anything away, but you may not like my votes. Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't? God did Oh, uh, no. We'll talk about oh, it later. No. We will talk about it later. What does a bloke have to do? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, Maybe you had to kick 11 straight, didn't yeah, you? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. The one point screwed it up for me. Well, 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 well. I think that's an incorrect <laughs> vote. I mean, I don't know the other guy's stats, but mm, we'll just wait I know that one. You just Ten goals is three votes. You just wait and see. All right. Who's your star? Uh, well, if I had to pick a star from last weekend, it probably would be Dusty, to be fair. Like he, you know, without him, I think West Coast win on the weekend. Wow. He was... Outstanding, and I'll get to his stats and all the rest of it when we review the game. But today, I'll, I'll love a good news story, so I'm going to stick with that. Uh, today, St Kilda on their Twitter, I saw earlier, released or, you know, did a little bit of humorous, you know, a bit of an announcement that Sam Rowe, uh, 13 years after being drafted, will play his 100th game on s- this weekend. I don't know which that is, but this weekend... Um, he obviously got delisted at Carlton last year in 99. Yeah. Hasn't played all year. I actually didn't realise he was picked up by anyone. Yeah, he was picked up in that, you know, as a oh, supplement player thingy by St Kilda. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had 59 hitouts for Sandringham in the twos last week. But, wow. you know, not known as being a ruckman. But anyway. So what, Rowan Marshall? No, no. He'll play down back. Oh, okay. um, and, uh, yeah, good on him. Yeah, that's Bloody good, happy for good him. news. Good so, stuff. Yep. So uh, looked cooked and uh, gets another crack. So we love that. We do. Flog. Flog. I've picked uh, a pom. Joffre. That uh, <laughs> decided that he'd try and kill the best batsman in the world. <laughs> He's been ruled out for the third test, Smith. He has. So um, does that say goodbye to our Ashes hopes? No, Steve Smith. We just got to bat for the draw. <laughs> we just well, got to not get out. I think the our, Australia's positives have been our bowling and Steve Smith. Yep. And the rest of the batting has been ordinary. Ordinary. We, Wade made Wade, a ton. Yeah, Wade been pretty good. But, you know, I still think, as much as he's not my favourite player, I think Warner has got it in him. He does, um, but he's not in. Who comes in? I don't know. Oh, does does Lasagna Lam- come in? Labashine. Yeah, Lasagna comes in. He was uh, the. He the made first, a fifty, didn't he? Didn't he make a fifty? First concussion sub ever. There you go. His history in the making. So apparently the concussion or the the sub rule has to be a like for like player. Yeah. I don't know if you're across the rule. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not. So uh, they had to sub a bat- batsman in. Yep. 
uh, and uh, it had to be a like-for-like batsman, which is impossible. So they yeah. had to get the we next We can get best. Dalton Bradman in, that'd be true. <laughs> Virat yeah. Kohli's flying in from India. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, Jofra Archer, stop bowling bounces it. No, I like it. At the best ba- batsman in the world. I like it. Sorry. Should I not say that? I'd, I'd bit of hate, mate. That's all right. You don't want him playing. No, no I do. Or you watch Pattinson or Stark. We back in and would be a bit of return fire. On the yeah, next I test. would like to see uh, yeah. Stark. Back they want to bring the heat. Let's bring the heat. I love yeah. it. Let's like, put all the heat in. Uh, yeah, why Let's not? Take all their heads off. Yeah, why not? All right. Your vlog. I at times get irritated by comments that this particular AFL coach makes. So I've got a bit of audio, and we'll discuss. All right. This from Chris Scott after Brisbane defeated Geelong by a point on Saturday afternoon. Come September, there's every chance that you might. What new plans might you come up with for Charlie Cameron? Uh, well, I, I, did you think Charlie was a difference today? I thought he was good late. Kicked a couple of goals. I don't think he had a huge influence on the game, but that's my initial reaction. I thought he took his um, took his chances when they were presented. But no, I mean, even if even if I had a plan, would I tell you? No, no. But did you did I did I misread that? Was he the was he was he the difference? Yeah. So, um, in a game where both teams kicked ten goals. Yep. And Charlie kicked five. Was it five? I yeah. thought it was six. He kicked five. Uh, oh, he did five too. Five. Uh, I think it's safe to say he was the difference. Um, Clearly. He was every bit the difference. And uh, I don't think anyone's got an answer answer for Charlie Cameron at the moment. No. Oh, sorry. The press conference still going there. We'll just shut that up. So if you have a look, Geelong had two players, Radagalia and Myers, kicked two goals. Cameron kicked five. <laughs> He's clearly the best forward on the ground. Clearly. Um, and uh, was there when the whips are cracking at the end. So uh, Chris sometimes can be a bit condescending and a bit of a twat. Yeah. And he was Maybe a twat. A bit arrogant. He can be. Mm. Um, on 360, sometimes he says things, and I'm like, yeah, he thinks he's almost got this, walks around like he's got this immunity. Mm. Um, and he clarified his comments on 360 and said, well, I gave him three coaches' votes. So I didn't think he was the difference. But I could, I reckon I know the two players that were ahead of him. Uh, but uh, your mate, <laughs> I'll tee off on you later. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think it was being a bit of a cock bit of flog. flog. My flog. All right. All the right. news of the day. Let's get into the news because that's the big story. The big story of the day. Did you know <clears throat> that uh, Jordan Lewis announced his retirement today? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's the new story, isn't it? No? Okay. No. <laughs> Ross Lyon got the chop. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, now what I want to know, I'm going to put you under the microscope here. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I wish we had, like, mood music for this. How are you feeling as a <laughs> – put the intro on. Uh, yeah, thoughts? Happy, sad? What are you thinking? Uh, I think I'm happy. I feel like – as much as I think that there's been a bit of an improvement this season, it's been hard to watch. The last game especially was just like so they have gone on holiday early. Yeah, we've spoken about this a bit lately. So eight wins the last two years, nine so far this year mm. uh, after they fell off the cliff after 
being on top for half of 2015 and then plummeting down to, I think, 16th in 2016. Yep. And you have been repeatedly on this show. Just there's – if we, we should look back after this episode and next week reveal how many times you've flogged Frio. <laughs> or I have Ross actually, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, happy? Yes, I am happy. I'm actually, you think, more happy about – well, actually, no, I think I'm equally happy, but – Happy about Rossich as well. Loves a wine, Rossich. <laughs> he does. <laughs> we did run into him in a wine bar. Thought about uh, asking him. We probably needed a few more as a flog, but um, yeah. No, yeah, we did definitely need a few more. Um, but he looked like he was pretty chuffed with himself at the wine bar. He did. He very, the yeah, very a crew there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But no, I've heard he's a bit of an arrogant prick. Prick. Yep. Um, and Ross has the same sort of swagger about him, I feel. Okay. So I am I am happy. Uh, I think maybe we would have been okay next year, maybe not, but I think that the right decision has I'm been I'm surprised made. you didn't star Dale Orcock. <laughs> Can I change? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was actually very impressed with Dale. He's mm. a good speaker. Yeah. Um, but Oops. apparently he doesn't like speaking in front of the media. Okay. Yeah, he was very blunt. Mm. Um, so a few things. I mean, and I, Tom Morris is one of my least favourite media people. He said there are people at the club who are leaking like a sieve because they don't want to go to work every day. The situation is that bad. And apparently the way left St Kilda, the place was in tatters. Like they haven't played finals since. Yep. Um, so Ross, there's a feeling that he can get clubs to the almost the ultimate, but gee, leaves them in it leaves them in a shit heap. Yeah, uh, it's hard to sort of say anything. Mm. I, th- I think it's been eight seasons. He's like, yeah, um, and yeah, it was it was good start, but from the very beginning, it was Harvey's team. It was Harvey's team, <laughs> and who's to know what would have happened if Harvey stuck around? Yep. But uh, the style of play has always been one thing that I've not liked, and I yep. think that's talked about a lot. Yeah, so I think it's been he's tried to change it a bit, but. Mm. I don't know. It's yeah. still... So a couple of things I saw on Twitter today. So some ta- takeaways from Dale Alcock, according to Travis King, and I rate Travis King as a reporter. He's all right. He said, Frio knew Ross wasn't the man beyond 2020, so why wait? He talked about no use uh, treading water. He said the fans deserve a better game style, which you've talked about a lot yes, this year. that's the main thing for me. Uh, he said the Dockers are strong commercially but recognise not elite in key areas, and they were, I think, the biggest decrease in membership this year. Yep. So no doubt the board's looking at that. Oh, you it's one, one of the factors that has yep. caused this, yep. And obviously they haven't identified a replacement. Um, and this is another one. It says uh, issues include player retention, injury record, deplorable skills and fan fatigue with game style and disengagement. Well, there's a number of things there. That There was a thing last year where there was... Uh, the staffer? The staffer. I don't know exactly what happened, but rumoured to we'll maybe have... Uh, Got a bit grabby, maybe. Mm. Um, and then there was obviously Lockie Neal's departure, wanting to leave, mm. not wanting to go home, wanting to go to a completely different state. It was a bit of a strange one. Mm. Uh, and then this year we've got Ed Langdon, who I think there was a bit of a rumour about going to Melbourne today. Yep. Uh, and Brad Hill wanting to go maybe even Stephen. home, uh, but his yeah. wife's home or... Girlfriend's yeah. home or whoever yeah. it is. Um, so just you know, losing 
I would say three key players over two seasons is not good enough. No, you don't want that. And I mean, they haven't lost them yet. But sort of throws into disarray your rebuild, doesn't it? It does because Langdon would be... You're getting these guns in. Three, 24, mm. Hills 25, 26. Mm. Um, I mean, I wasn't disappointed with if Stephen Hill wants to go. Fair enough. Uh, he's 29 and injury prone. Yep. Uh, but Lucky Neil was... Arguably, he's at his absolute just won the best prime. Ferris. Although we did get a reasonable trade for him, um, I don't know. So he spoke to someone who had come into contact with him at St Kilda today. Been hard at work today. Oh wow! And said that he's just a ruthless man to work with. And uh, there was a rumor that he would go back to St Kilda, and those people have said, "Well, if he's back here, we're not." Wow. Okay. So some people feel very strongly about. It's interesting Working that because the then you, you go back to key players like Nick Rewalt. Loves him. Loves him. Won't say a bad word about Brendan him. Brendan Goddard. Watching loves him. Yeah. Um, obviously, Matthew Pavlich. Loves him. Loves him. I've read Pavlich's book. Um, mm-hmm. He basically says he's the best coach he's ever had, although there's not much competition behind that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just it's weird how you get those sorts of things. Does from, he I mean, have favourites maybe? I don't know. He does because he came out and said uh, earlier in the year. I yeah, think I think I remember that. Actually. Walters and uh, I think maybe Brad Hill and, and guys like that were some of his favourites. Mm. But I guess what it moves on to is replacements. Yes. What's out there? So I've heard Longmuir has been Longmuir the main is one. the favourite. And I went on and there's market on Sportsbet already. Oh, yes. Here we go. So I'll read out some of the names. Go for it. Justin Longmuir is the favourite, dollar ninety. $1.90. Peter Sumich, two dollars ten. Mm-hmm. Brad Scott, five fifty. He's lurking. He's Bradley. lurking. He's yeah, lurking. I'm, not, I'm not sure about. It. I don't know if I'd be yeah. happy with Brad Scott, but yeah, yeah. David Hale, obviously, uh, caretaker. Yeah, stat from Swamp. While you're there, oh, yeah, sure. He's going to be the tallest man to coach an <laughs> AFL game this week. I did see that. <laughs> so well done, well done, well done. <laughs> Wrong one. Yeah, David Hale. Uh, David Hale, six fifty. Jared Schofield, ten dollars. Ooh, there's a left fielder. Yeah, killing it at Port. Michael Voss, ten bucks. No. Michael Pryor, who I think's an assistant yes, there now, is, yeah. uh, eleven dollars. No. Brett Ratton, yes, fifteen dollars. He's a better chance than the last two. I saw Darren Glass. Is Darren Glass coaching somewhere? He's an assistant at Hawthorne, maybe. Okay. Yeah, he went to be an assistant. Pretty much straight after he retired as, you know, West Coast captain. I think he retired in, what, 2014 or 15? Yeah, a couple of years. Did he play in the – I don't know if he played in the 2015 grand final. Sorry, Eagles fans. I'm not sure. Uh, so he's $15 as well. No, nah, no chance. Robert Harvey. He's been mentioned. $17. Yep. Sam Mitchell. I don't think he'll come back to WA. No. $23. Left for family reasons. <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, and Paul Ruse. Still available. <laughs> the Messiah. The Messiah. You could, if you guys pull that off, oh, yeah, wow. $26. Wowee. And uh, there's a few, there's a lot of I've, I've left out, but I thought I'd just throw in one of the- Go on, Mick Mouldhouse is on there, surely. Uh, he probably is, but I didn't I didn't write him down. Clive Waterhouse. <laughs> yes. $41. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. So there was a few at $41, but he was one of the more interesting names. Matthew Spider-Burton, was it? $41. Spider. <laughs> there you go. He was actually uh, at the – spoke at the Supporters Club on the weekend, mm. Spider-Burton and uh, Dustin Fletcher. 
There you go. The sports Two club. very long, gangly. Yeah, um, it was the, very speaking. Uh, Greg Pierce was the uh, host, uh, yeah. Channel Ten uh, news guy. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, so there's big talk straight up about Longmuir. I don't know where it's come from. Um, well, I think he's the obvious one. He's had a couple of assistant jobs. I yeah. think he was with West Coast yes, for a bit. Yes, yes. Obviously, at Collingwood now. Good obviously player. Obviously, a, a Frio player uh, mm. in the past. So that yeah, that's West the Austin. automatic link, I think. Yep. And then Sumich makes sense. Yeah. He's been Sumich. assistant at West Coast and Frio, I think. Yep. And coached the WA State 18s to the title this year and yep. was very close last year. Mm. Sumich, I don't know what else the guy has got to do. Like he yeah. was running up to Simpson. A lot of people thought he was going to get the job, and obviously history tells that the Eagles made the right they decision. Made the right decision, yeah. Um, but Suma, there's a lot of positive things being said about him out there. So um, that'd be an interesting one. I Brett Ratton's an interesting one, and I think I brought it up because someone talked about it on SEN about a Freo supporter rang up SEN and said, "Let's get Ratton." Um, Saints would want to move quickly. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, the guy uh, wants a senior job. I don't think he cares where. I reckon Ratton's a good coach. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have to look back on his sort of performance. I mean, I think at St Kilda so far is, what, about 50-50? Did they win on the weekend? What's St Kilda? No, they didn't. No. So he's three and two. So. With a list he didn't build. I mean, yeah. And he hasn't been able to do anything. So I wouldn't fair him enough, on that. But, um, and he's just a caretaker coach. Yeah. But, you know, there are other, other caretaker coaches with... I would back Interesting him lists that have over done anyone else in that list. Okay. Yeah. He would be numero uno. You don't want Voss. You don't. You know, I that think I'd be me. comfortable with either of the top two at this stage. Longmere and Sumich. Without so it'd be nice to see to someone who hasn't coached guys. before. Mm. Um, so get some new blood in. Longmere and Sumich, yeah. I think they'd both be feel-good story. And I guess the guys deciding the coaching position. The panel? Uh, Peter Bell's one of those people. So maybe mm. there's a little bit of a link to Justin, Justin Longmuir there yeah, that uh, might get him mm. the gig. Uh, so, yeah, we'll watch this. Interesting. I think they want to get it done quite quickly because they want the coach in place for the trade period yeah. so that he can well, have a bit of, of a say. They've got plenty of time. So... You set it all up, you get your panel together and you get it happening the first couple of weeks of the finals. You get it going. Yeah. Um, yeah, get it. Yeah, let's get it happening. Very interesting. All right, a couple of other bits of news before we move on. Sure. Uh, so Battle from Saints was the rising star this week. Oh, yeah. He was the guy that took the match-saving mark against your mob. Um, but uh, he's been around a couple of years, Josh Battle. So yeah, I'm just trying to picture him. But, yeah. I, I that high that. mark he took. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bit of talk today about Tim Kelly. Oh, I didn't see so that. So the one that he's uh, revealed today that he has spoken with both West Coast and Fremantle. Wow. Um, assumably it would have been when Geelong stayed in Perth that week. Yes. Oh, you would have to think. Yeah. Um, would make sense. This will be one that will play out as deep as Geelong go into the season. This will be talked about as long as he doesn't commit, which he hasn't. Um, a lot of people talking about who offers Geelong – uh, the best offer. I, I don't think it's about that. I think it's, well, he'll make his decision where he wants to go. Well, I think he's probably pretty clear on he wants to go to West Coast as a priority. But he's happy to go to Freo if it means he comes back to WA. Yeah. So West Coast would have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. To And as a West Coast fan, I think I saw it, said it last week or the week before, after we had him at our fingertips last year, I'd be pretty disappointed if we couldn't get it done. Yeah. I just... 
personally, you're going to have to offer something pretty, pretty good though. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. Mm. You know, this couple of first rounders, happy days. Couple of first rounders. Yep. Okay, like what this year and next year or yep. something like that. Yep. That's a big, uh, big commitment. Well, I just, you got to look at it, right? The Eagles have they've played one draft player from last year, and that's Jared Cameron. He won't be in the best team in the finals. The Eagles are playing for now, right? The Eagles will be in the window for the next five years, hopefully. Um, you know, the bulk of West Coast good players are between twenty four and twenty nine, um, with the exception, I think, Kennedy, Jetta, and Hearn are the only ones outside that. So, I think if we get we're not going to get a top, top pick. So I think oh, it doesn't matter. Get someone in there who's going to play 200 games and be a core of your midfield or give up a player. Because he's mid-20s already, isn't he? I think he's 24. Okay. So, yeah, do it. Okay. See what happens anyway. It'll be interesting to watch Two a player. first rounders. Um, because it'll be, they'll be late first rounders. So Maybe, maybe it's the different stages of our teams, I wouldn't be prepared to give up two first-rounders for him. Yeah, well. Because, um, well, I mean, I think we should be using our first-round picks mm. to get some more key young talent in. Yep. Yeah. But that's just the position we're in, I guess. Exactly. I think that West Coast have got some good depth in the midfield in the waffle, but you look at the profile, Yo's still 24. Shuey's probably one of the older ones in there. He's 29. Redden's about the same. Shuey 29. Yeah. Um, and plays his 200th game this season. I think if we bat deep, he'll play his 200th game. Uh, Gaff is 27, I think. Don't don't be surprised if Gaff's on the table here. Mm. Yeah, there was some stories going mm. around. I don't know if yep. we talked about it, about him having an open-ended contract. We did talk about this last yeah. week. Don't be surprised if he's, he's brought into discussion. Mm. Um, another one, uh, Steve Cornelio. Uh, yes. Clarko mentioned on 360 that he has met with Cornelio mm-hmm. and he said it wasn't about prying him away from GWS. It was making sure that if he does decide to leave that they're at the top of the queue. Okay. So the the plot thickens. It does. Uh, that there. He talked about his uh, mate Tom Mitchell um, mm. being there and uh, O'Meara. Is he mates with O'Meara? Yep. Yep. So huge. Uh, what else? Brisbane. I saw it, you know, in Brisbane, a lot of people not taking Brisbane seriously, but I think it's time we did. So Brisbane, no, we talk about Brisbane later. Let's talk about Brisbane later. Yeah. Okay. What did I see? Uh, retirees. I thought we'd just do a quick shout out to the All retirees. Right. There's a few. So I've got a bit of a running list here. So you've got Dawson Simpson, Deledio, Daisy Thomas, obviously Ruffy, Scotty Thompson, Kieran Jack now adds to that list, Jordan Lewis. And it was good to see both of his coaches at the press conference. That was nice. Riscatelli who we thought was going last year, did this really good tweet today. He said at his press conference that he'd turn up to day one of next preseason with a six-pack to watch the Gold Coast do their thing. Good on <laughs> you, Rishi Telly. Sandy Ballantyne and Andy Ottens. Yeah, that was today. Bit of a journeyman from Adelaide. Yeah. And Shout out to all those guys. Yeah. Well done. Well played. We'll talk about them more later on. And they're the main ones. There's a few others. Yeah. Um, uh, and Buddy plays 300th this week. Oh, he's in, is he? Sydney have put it on the socials. Wow, okay. He's in. 300th. And last game for Buddy? Possibly. They reckon 50-50. This is yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, I think the rumour I had a couple of weeks yeah, ago, did, yeah. there was something floating around that he mm. was 50-50 to go yeah. on. Mm. All right. 
We ready to review? Yeah, let's do a review. Let's 20 minutes it. in. All right, good times. Let's review. Oh, massive round 22. The Holding the Ball Podcast. Okay, let's go, Mike. On to you. Friday night, blockbuster. My brother, Steve-O, shout out, recovering. Hope you're going well, buddy. From the beer. No, no, that was the other brother. brother. Uh, no, he uh, said that that was the easiest tip of the round. And we both got it wrong. Um, so, uh, good times. Ended up with two out of nine for the weekend, I did. Did we get that wrong? Well, I did. I got that right. Oh, okay. I got did it you wrong. pick the demons? Yeah, I did. Oh, out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. What did you do that for? I don't know. All right. So, we're talking about the demons versus the swans. And the uh, swans won by 53 points. Uh, that was an easy tip, that one. Uh, Paying two forty five the Swans too. <laughs> um, so the first quarter was three one to four one. See, it was game on. And then the Demons didn't kick a goal in the second or third quarters. Sydney won the clearances by one, but points scored from stoppages twenty seven to four. Sydney scored twenty five points from defensive. 50 chains and 37 points from defensive half chains. <laughs> so they just got it out of the back, got it straight down there and kicked some goals. Oh, and the Demons didn't score any from defensive 50. Go so that, that's the uh, the key take there. Josh, if you're listening, your team's really crap. I can't believe how bad they are. So this is the biggest decline in a single season since your mob after 2015 mm. to go from a prelim to 17th. And looks what, look what it looks like. Three years down the track after we fell off a clip, Cliff. Mm. Yep. Don't ex- don't expect Melbourne to just come back and be top four next year. You're fooled. They're not. It's not going to happen. No. They're going to need some uh, some big changes there, I think. Maybe Ed Langdon is one of them. Watch Josh Jenkins too. Oh, really? They need a forward. Josh Jenkins. Interesting. He'll stand there and It's interesting though because they do have some good players. <clears throat> mm, Frankie Coles. They got the worst – I think they got the worst – one of the worst inside 50 efficiencies. Yeah. So they get in there, but they can't score. they got no one. Oh, they're big blokes. Don't have them. Wiedemann, that's it. McDonald's out. So, meh. But yeah, when well, McDonald's back, mm. I mean, they could stick May or Lever forward, surely, and give that a go. Could do. It's not why they spent big bucks getting them there, though. No, it's not. Anyway. But, you know, they got rid of their best forward, so. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to get on, on with the votes so we don't uh, waste too much time on uh, – this game. I gave Clayton Oliver one vote, 30 disposals, 19 contested, six score involvements, eight clearances, 20 pressure action, 413 metres gained. That was it for Melbourne. Oliver Florent gave him 20, uh, two votes. 20 votes. <laughs> I was going to say 28 he's votes. Doing, he's he doing really well. Had 28 disposals, 12, clear, 12 of those contested, four inside 50s, four clearances, and four score involvements. And I gave the three votes to Dane Rampey. He's had an interesting up and down season. He's had an interesting year. Climbing uh, goalposts and... They reckon he might go close to their best and fairest. He's actually had a pretty good year other than the stupid stuff he's done. Okay. He's done some dumb shit, but he's been pretty good too. He has. Uh, so he had 22 disposals at 86, 86% efficiency, 11 intercept possessions, 8 marks, 8 one percenters, 8 rebound 50s and 515 metres gained. So... Uh, Got that one out of the way. Radio onto the MCG uh, on Saturday morning. It's like Eddie Maguire thinks that just the MCG is just 
I know, he loves it. The MCG. He just loves it. It is the MCG. It's, I know, it's, but, it's but pretty he, good. he just loves it though, Eddie. It was good last grand final, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought you'd join me in hanging. No, I don't like Eddie, but uh, I don't dislike the MCG. Anyway, moving on. This game, despite the fact that all my attention was on Geelong and Brisbane, was a bloody good game. Um, and for, a, the, I guess, an interesting sub-story behind Carlton and St Kilda is that despite the fact that both of these teams are out of contention. There were 52,000 people at the MCG and the blue baggers are up and about. That's the – so the T train is in full swing. He's won six of ten um, after they'd won three of 30 or something before that. Um, and they're believing again down there. And you just saw when the siren went, just the we are the Navy Blues go up around. And it's, it is the best song in the AFL. It is. It is a beauty. It's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, good good on them because they've been through the ringer and Essen have been through the ringer. But I'm I, extremely I like happy Essen. for the Blues. Happy I was just Blues. hoping they'd get to that 10 win mark ten win that mark. I predicted at what the start. What are they, seven? I think they're at seven. They got a lot closer than I think you thought. I would love them to beat Geelong this week and just <laughs> do us a little favour, but we'll get to that later. Um, anyway, um, I loved – the game of some of the old timers here. Daisy Thomas doing a nice little shake and bake, a uh, little bit of candy. Yep. Uh, and then just the Carlton supporters just getting around him was fantastic. And Cade Simpson did it twice. Oh, really? Just the oldest man in the world just about, Cade Simpson. Um, he still got it. He, yeah, I can see why they've said you can go around for one more. He's still got it. There's no doubt about that. Um, Saints were coming. Big mark at the death by Big Casbolt. Um, to really stop the momentum. Um, and Mark Murphy seems reinvigorated. Um, Does, doesn't he? Yep, back into the midfield under Teague. Um, he did a banana reminiscent of his one against Frio to put the Blues in front. Um, and again, it was an absolute beauty. Um, and then the last goal from Harry Mackay. It's a good goal, isn't it? Dermy got excited. I really see Dermy get that excited. Uh, goal of the year is called. I don't know if it's quite goal of the year. Um but, you know, a lot to get excited about for the Blues. The Saints weren't horrible, um, but it was the Blues day. And my votes are all Carlton. One vote to the Cruiser. Matthew Cruiser with 21 touches, 15 of them contested, seven score involvements and 536 metres gained. How much better would Carlton be if Cruiser played every week? He just can't stay fit. He is massive. He's so big for that. He is very important. Um, if he two, was fit, he would be one of the best ruckmen. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. Two volts to big Casbolt. Uh, 20 touches, 13 of them contested. So Casbolt and Cruiser have had 28 contested possessions between them, which is massive. 11 intercepts, 10 marks, 6 contested marks, which that's one of the bigger contested mark games we've seen in a while. And three votes to Mark Murphy with 27 touches at 85%, six intercepts, a goal, six score involvement, six inside 50s, and five rebounds. So he's done it at both ends. Well done, old timer. Over to you for one of the games of the round. <laughs> was a good game, wasn't it? And uh, obviously, if you've been uh, living under a rock, the Lions won by a point after Link McCarthy took a hanger and kicked the winning goal in his 50th game against his old club. And how good was that? What a finish. <laughs> and can I just say, it's been really good. I loved Brenton Speed's commentary. 
Um, there's a lot of negativity about the commentary, but it's good seeing some of the new boys out there. Brenton Speed and even Paps. I don't mind Paps. Mm. Um, not about me, about the moment. I thought yeah. Brenton Speed called that beautifully. What a grab. Good call. Mm. So it was pretty even. Clearance is even. Inside 50 is even. But the key stat in time on in the fourth quarter, the Lions were plus four, plus four in clearances and 76% time in forward half. They were coming. In the time on period in the last. So that's where they won it. And to be honest, Brisbane have been very, very good in last quarters uh, this year, being able to turn games in the last quarter. Uh, so obviously well, teams teams can't shut them down. They'll still run and gun. Yeah. They'll do what they do. Um, and they were down uh, a man for most of the game, I think. Uh, Christensen. Christensen. Yeah, Christensen. Yeah, so um, did well to have enough legs to, to keep going. Mm. So obviously they're now top of the ladder, guaranteed a top four spot and yep. play the Tigers this week. So huge game, oh, really. Big game to see how they go at yeah. the MCG. It's <laughs> MCG. <laughs> Uh, but what about the Cats? Cats play Carlton. Uh, a win. They finish top two. But, you know. The cat, I don't think the Cats lose any fans out of that. Like, no, definitely not. And Other than your mate, Chris Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, he fan. said they were the better side of the day, as, as you'd expect Chris to say. Um, Geelong did a lot right um, and looked like they had it in the bag. Um, Danger kicked one. Danger, this is an interesting stat. That Kingy brought up. Uh, he had a he had a shot on the run from about 30, 40 that would have made it a four goal game, and he missed. And apparently, he is ninety one percent chance in the last three years to miss that shot. Oh, really? So for what? for an elite player, to what? As in that shot at that particular point so in the game, miss or between thirty and forty meters on the run, he misses ninety percent of the time. Wow. So for a player who is elite as Dangerfield is, and this is the point Kingy was making. That's um, strange, isn't it? Goal kicking has always been something that's let him down. But I think if he's kicking a goal from 50 on the run, he gets it mm. probably more than not. Yeah, but inside? Yeah, strange, Struggles. Mm. Yeah. All right, my votes. And uh, I gave uh, a nice single vote to oh, our man. Our man. He is definitely our man. He was huge, Marcus Adams. I think he had six marks in the first quarter. Possibly. Mm. I didn't keep quarter quarter stats. Okay. 19 disposals, 10 marks, four contested, 13 intercept possessions and seven rebound 50. And the main stat, Hawkins goalless for the game. That's massive. Kept Hawkins goalless. He has come into that side. That is. And just locked it. That's incredible. Like we were wondering how we would fit into that Brisbane side. We were, weren't we? And I love If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. He was brilliant. He was. And, uh, gee, he's just taken it on board and, yeah, well done to him. Yep. Uh, I gave two votes to arguably the man that changed the game or, or was a key player in the game or – whatever Chris Scott said he wasn't. Uh, Charlie Cameron, 17 disposals, eight score involvements and five goals too. And I gave the three votes to Patrick Dangerfield. Uh, had a, a beast of a game. 
37 disposals, 23 contested, 11 score involvements, 10 clearances, 8 inside 50s and a goal. So it was big. Big game from the danger field. And you know with Brownlow betting, when danger has a game like that, he's getting the three. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. So we'll get to our leaderboard a bit later on. But uh, – I did uh, just return serve with the text. My man, Jared Lyons, very, very stiff. So what were his stats? Very good ones. Um, let's, Jared. Because I just thought Adams has to get a vote because of the job he's done in Hawkins. Cameron, in my eyes, five goals is is uh, some votes. Mm. And uh, Paddy Dangerfield just had a, a blind. So Jared Lyons, 28 touches, 19 contested at 75%. One goal, 10 score involvements. Uh, 30 pressure acts, 9 clearances, 11 tackles, 10 inside 50s. It's not a bad game. Comparable <laughs> to Dangerfield stats. It's not, it's not a whole But, you know, game. when you're getting uh, – got to fit Cameron and Adams in there, I thought. Well, you know, maybe I'm with Chris Scott. Cameron's did nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm tough one, tough one. Move on to the next game, and yep. it was the Crows against the Pies, and this was a bit of a, a surprise, I think. Did we uh, – Well, I tipped Adelaide's. I had them in my multi. Yes. Uh, we both tipped the Crows. So after I was so ecstatic that my multi was still alive with Brisbane, the Crows, it was done at quarter time. I'm like, why did I get so bloody excited? <laughs> so the Pies won by 66 points and Crows were woeful after an awesome game against the Eagles the week before. Everyone was lauding them against the Eagles and yep. saying how good they were. So some of the key stats, the Pies were plus 91 in disposals, plus 49 in marks, plus 18 inside 50s, plus 11 marks inside 50, and disposal efficiency was 69% to 77%. So Crows were good nowhere. Uh, Pies are now fifth. Play Essendon this week on Friday night, which turns out to be probably quite a good game. Uh, they could finish as high as third. So it depends on what would happen. But the Crows now ninth. I think they're still ninth. When I wrote this, yes. they were ninth. Yes. No, they're tenth. Hawthorne ninth. When okay. They beat Gold Coast. Uh, and obviously need a big win over. <coughs> they played the Dogs this week. Big win over the Dogs. Sold out to play Ballarat. finals. Announced today is sold out. Okay. Well, Can't what get is a ticket. That? Ten thousand people yep. or something. It's half of Ballarat's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, they need to need a big win against the Dogs. Won't and, happen. And other results to go their way. So, um, Crows... You see, are you see the Dogs play on the way? Pretty much finished. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. The Dogs look like that mm. team outside the You do not want to be playing. You don't want to play. You don't want to be playing the Dogs, but we'll get to them later. All right. My votes. I uh, gave one vote to Maynard. Had a very good game. 30 disposals at 83%. 12 marks. 555 metres gained and a goal. Gave the two to Jamie Elliott, 19 disposals, 10 marks, 12 score involvements and five goals too. And I think that was a big reason why Collingwood uh, won the game. And you look small forward line, going well. But Jaden Stevenson coming back imminently. Yeah, yeah round one of the finals. And uh, Dugowie mm. imminently. Uh, so there's a couple of big Darcy names. Moore coming Darcy back. Moore. Yeah, mm. so those three coming back very soon. Mm. And I gave the three votes to the veteran, uh, Scott Pendlebury. Scotty de Pendlebury. I love him. He is uh, 34 disposals, 10 marks, six tackles, four inside 50s, 10 score involvements, and 580 metres gained. So 
The Pies, uh, a much-needed strong win there. Rightio, and I'll go to the other South Australian debacle on Saturday night. And this is the thing that I don't I, – I can maybe – no, actually, I can't excuse Adelaide. No, no, I can't because they were <laughs> woeful. <laughs> but Port were playing North, who coming off a one-goal game against Geelong the week before. And I remember talking about how – crap North were at contested ball against Geelong. They were smashed and they want that game. Yep. Boy, did they make up for it this week. <laughs> so I don't understand how you are fighting for your life. Port were eighth heading into this round. Fighting for their life. Yet they're down 12 goals to three at halftime. How do you be, How do you start the game so lacklustre? I just – I don't get it. Anyway, so – yeah, answer me that question. So this is disposals for the game were 514 to 307. So North had the ball 207 more times. That's ridiculous. They're, they're stupid numbers. It is stupid, yeah. That's, I was just saying how uh, Collingwood had plus 91 in disposals. 207. <laughs> like, and Port are in the eight. North are done. They've got technically got nothing to play for. No. Um, but, you know, we know North, you know. Uh, clearances, 45 to 24. So plus 21 in clearances. Contested possession. So when the ball's in dispute, plus 51. Um, it was the sixth highest disposal differential in AFL-VFL history. Like, that is an absolute spanking. It is. Um, I just don't understand. And Ken Hinckley spoke in his press conference about you know, he doesn't know what to do about the inconsistencies. Um, so you got to figure it out pretty quick. Smart. Well, maybe he's not going to be coaching much longer um, if he can't Well, him and Pike are both contracted to 2021. That's why they're not sort of talked about as much at the moment. Next year, though, the heat's on. Yeah. Um, I think Port are in a slightly better position than Adelaide because they play in the kids. Adelaide's list profile, I think they've got nine over 30, is a problem. And don't be surprised if they make some big calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, yeah, it staggers me how you can be so bad. Um, and there's a, a talk about Port with the names. There, Like you look at North, you know what you're going to get against North. You're in the middle with Zeeble, Cunnington, Higgins. You know what they're going to bring. Yep. They're going to be hard at the footy. And, they, you know, maybe some of them apart from Higgins, not the most polished blokes out there, but they're going to go in and have a crack. Yeah. And by looking at those numbers, Port didn't want to have a crack. And I think this year they've picked and choose too much, and that's why I've been a bit harsh. Some people reckon I've been a bit critical on Port, but I just think they're a lot better than where they sit at the moment. I agree with that. So votes. One vote went to that man, Ben Cunnington. Uh, 37 touches, 20 of them contested at 84%, five intercepts, 11 score involvements and nine clearances. That game gets you three votes any other week. Uh, The controversial one. Uh, I gave two votes to Ben Brown with 10 goals won and three votes. Disgusting. Three votes. Just wait. Just wait. Better be good. Must have 50-odd possessions. Um. In a game where North outscored Port 70-22 to 22 from stoppages, Todd Goldstein, as a ruckman, 34 touches, 19 of them contested at 88%. Kicked a goal, 
had 17 score involvements, which is the highest of any player this season, nine clearances and 28 hitouts. So in my opinion, he was the difference. So Todd Goldstein gets the three votes. And if North were wondering whether to keep him on the books next year, like his first quarter, I think he had four clearances in the first quarter and set it up. Like he was – some of his tap work in that first quarter – did see one of them. Was yeah, it was absolutely outstanding. It was Goldstein of, I think, 2015 when he was, you know, before Grundy yeah. and Gorn were on the scene. He was the best at He the was the man. This was this was outstanding. So, yeah, any other week, yeah, 10 goals, I get it. But this was an outstanding performance from a Ruckman, so I've given him the three votes. Yeah, still think 10 votes <laughs> is, uh, yeah. you, know, you don't see that everywhere. So 10 goals, yeah, I don't think uh, someone's kicked 10, or no one's kicked 10 this year. Um, it's yeah. pretty much sewn up the, uh, the Coleman. The Coleman, the Coleman uh, and there's that bloke who had the bet uh, and he's been asking Robbo when to cash out because he had Cameron and Neil. Now Neil's looking, we'll talk about that later. I think it's time to cash out because he's four goals up now, Ben Brown. Mm. And I think... Uh, and there's doubts about Cameron playing this week. Oh, against the Gold Coast. Maybe they should chuck him in <laughs> and see what happens. Anyway, that's that game. Over to you for what ended up being Roscoe's last game in charge. And a yeah. Bit of a... Didn't think about it like that. Bit of a farewell game for a couple of legends at Optus Stadium on uh, Saturday night. So I've got the jumper on this time just to... I don't know, make myself feel better about this one. No one can see, by the way. Well, I'm just, that's why I'm telling you. Oh, okay. To jump um, yeah. Okay. Um, so this was a really disappointing game. On, on a <laughs> <laughs> in a game where you... <laughs> that's great stuff. Where you're <laughs> farewelling two club champions, uh, you'd expect them to rock up and have a bit of fire in the belly, a bit of effort, and it just looked like that wasn't the case. No? I thought that they'd gone on holiday early. Wow. They didn't get smacked, did they? Five goals? It felt like they got smacked. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, fair enough. So uh, they wore the retro jersey, Mm. the old style. Mm -hmm. It felt like the old Dockers. (laughs) (laughs) Brought back some old memories. Uh, so the story of the day, if not the year, was disposal efficiency and decision-making. Now, I think that I heard that... Uh, Skill of six, he called them down back. Uh, yes, I did hear that, mm-hmm. but uh, this wasn't, wasn't what I was going to okay. say. I think on Saturday morning, Mark Harvey was on the radio, mm-hmm. probably talking to the 6PR guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked him what they what the plan was for the day, and he said to put pressure on their defenders. There you go. And the defence looked terrible in their disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, so disposal efficiency was sixty eight percent to seventy six percent. Disposal efficiency inside fifty thirty nine percent to forty four percent. And the conver- conversion rate of inside fifties to goals. 27% for uh, the Bombers to nine, uh, 11% for the oh, 11%? 11%. Mm. So that's almost one in 10. It's pretty close to that. Mm. It's pretty bad really, isn't it? It's not great. Uh, so... There's a profile I'm, of the team who's just sacked the coach. <laughs> get rid of the coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's... 
kicking high scores was never Ross uh, Ross Lyons' thing. And no, I mean we've had a number of injuries to key forward players. I think we're missing three key forwards at the moment. But at the same time, I don't know. It's just disappointing. Um, so obviously Sandy and and uh, Ballantyne's last game and Sandy carried Ballantyne off. You saw that one? Very Sandy, nice. Sandy didn't want to be chaired off, so he threw Ballons on his shoulders. Uh, and I thought one of uh, Hayden Ballantyne's quote was quite good. It's been a re- it's been an amazing ride, but she's Red Rover. Getting emotional. Uh, um, all right, on to my votes. The only Dockers player to, to do anything, and he did a fair bit actually, Ed Langdon. 37 disposals at 73%. Uh, six score involvements, eight inside 50s, nine rebound 50s, and 852 metres gained. That's a lot of metres. a lot of metres. a lot of metres. So that's what you get in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Conceded. Dylan Shield. Had a big game, 27 disposals, 7 score involvements, 7 inside 50s, 27 pressure acts, and 518 metres gained. And he gave the three votes to Zach Merritt. Only had the 23 disposals, but had 10 tackles, 28 pressure acts, and 574 metres gained, and two goals. So on a day where the Dockers couldn't kick goals and uh, these midfielders were able to do that, so... Well done, Bombers, and good luck against uh, Collingwood Collingwood next week, Friday night. Mm-hmm. The Dockers play Port Adelaide, final game. Yep. How exciting. <laughs> Do you want that game? This week? No, thanks. <laughs> All right. You can have a game. All right. So this game has been billed as the game of the season by some people. I don't know if it was that good, but uh, it was a pretty good game. Um Sunday, the MCG between Richmond and West Coast, and it had everything, really. It had wet weather, dry weather. Both teams had their moments in the sun. Um, when West Coast came out and kicked seven goals to three in the first quarter, I thought, oh, boy, <laughs> I was a bit excited. Um, Just on. on that. Yes. Remember my comment the other week about teams playing really well in the first quarter and then changes being made at quarter time and then the game changing? Yeah, yeah. Big time. thing that costs oh, – I mean, people talk about the weather. I don't think the weather was much of an issue. I think people need to calm down about the weather. But I think uh, West Coast game plan works better in dry weather. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Um, but Richmond got on top before it started raining. Um, the problem was in the second and third quarter, West Coast kicked two goals two to Richmond's five goals seven. So the Tigers were on top and had, had field position. Um, and what West Coast were doing was sacrificing a forward to go up to the contest and ended up winning clearances, but we were kicking it to nobody, um, which is a bit of a problem. So Richmond scored 59 to 13 from forward half intercepts. Wow. That's a massive number. That just shows how long it was locked in their forward line, um, which is something I guess West Coast have got to – Got to rectify. They were plus 18 in inside 50s. West Coast were plus five in clearances, and we'll get to the main reason of that later. It was a brilliant contest, and I think mm. I was a bit worried in the last quarter when Richmond got out by 13 points. I thought, oh, this could get this could get ugly. But I loved the fact that West Coast came back a couple of times, and that last 10 minutes was just 
gripping footy. Um, I can see the worm there. It's gone yeah. above and below the line yeah, a little bit. It was um, – and it – and it, that's what made it a titanic clash, that last 10 minutes when you thought, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to throw up the white flag here. And, and they came back. Um, and Waterman kicked that goal. I thought, oh, boy, we're going to pinch this. Um, but not to be. Uh, cracking game in Richmond. We know how good they are. Both teams showed their game style and had their game style on top at stages. So yep. I think both teams take a lot from it. Um, does it cost West Coast a home final? Probably. Um, you'd have to, yeah, probably. Um, so it looks like if Geelong beat Carlton, West Coast beat Hawthorne and Richmond beat Brisbane, which is what a lot of people are predicting, that all teams will be on the – top four teams will be on the same amount of wins for the season. Wow. And it will mean that – Percentage. Yeah, it'll be – Geelong's got the best Yeah, Geelong will finish top – uh, if that's the case, but hey, there's probably going to be a surprise somewhere. Yeah, Carlton. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Carlton gave. If it was Geelong at MCG, a MCG, maybe. But Dan and Geelong, I think uh, Geelong. Yeah, will. True. Um, but we'll talk about that later. But ripping game. Um, gee whiz, you came away from that game just loving it. Votes for the game. I went one vote to Shane Edwards. Um, probably his best game for the year. Twenty nine touches, a goal, six score involvement, seven hundred and fifteen meters gained, and ten clearances. Good it was game. massive. Um, two votes. To Elliot Yo, who had 26 touches, 18 of them were contested, six score involvements, and 15 clearances was massive in the clinches 15. for West That's Coast. Yeah, and three votes to Dusty Martin, who was far and above the best player on the ground. 35 touches, a goal, eight score involvements, 818 meters gained, six clearances, and 13 inside 50s. He just got off the chain. Yeah, Hutchings and, went down injured. Yeah, and that was a thing. Like it just um, when Hutchie went down, that. Plan B almost went out the window. Um, so was Hutchie tagging Martin? Hutchings was not tagging Martin. He was on Lambert. But he probably he was tagging Lambert at, at a certain point. He and Lambert would've. hadn't done a lot <laughs> in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hutchie went off, and Lambert actually came good. But the the there could have been a move made because um, Martin didn't did do Yo a lot end, in the first quarter. Did Yo end up playing on uh, Martin? A little bit. Because sometimes Yo is pretty good head to head with those sorts of players. Yeah, um, it, I don't th- at times, but I don't think they were directly following each other around. Um, but Ripper game, um, I think looking at those top two top four matchups, gee, we got a lot to look forward to in the final series. Yeah. On to you for a, I guess a bit what turned out to be a bit of a fizzer. It was a bit of a fizzer, a bit of a surprise. Um, the Giants against the Dogs, and the Dogs got the job done by sixty-one points. Oh. Uh, that moves the dogs into eighth on the ladder. I believe they're still eighth. Yes. Uh, so look out, anyone that's playing the dogs in the finals. Uh, you don't want to play the dogs. No, they look dangerous. they look incredible. That midfield is just. I think the insane. same suspects are amongst your votes that are coming. Probably. Mm. So Giants were up at th- up by three points at halftime. Uh, but they were goalless after halftime. For the second week in a row. Mm. Uh, so it was plus – oh, no, don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> dogs play the Crows this week. Oops. No. That one. Yeah, that one. Carry on. All right, I'll just edit out that last 30 <laughs> seconds of yeah. you pushing buttons. Nah, people love it. Uh, dogs play the Crows this week. So you'd expect the dogs to demolish the crows based on this week's performances. 
or maybe last week's performances would be a bit different. <laughs> um, but I think they need to win this week to shore up that final spot. Yeah. Uh, because I think Hawthorne are floating around there. Uh, Port Adelaide. Hawthorne, Port. Um, well, Port should beat Freo. Hawthorne play in Perth against West Coast. So that's a tough game. Um, There's another team, maybe not, in no. the mix. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Dogs are probably eighth, probably should make the, the finals. Well, they need to win. They just they yeah. win, they're in. But worrying signs for GWS, I think. And they, so, I think they played a few people that sort of that weren't perhaps weren't really ready to come back. Like DeBoer came back in, Josh Kelly came back in, didn't have a huge impact. Yeah. Um, Straight back in from injuries, and it'll be interesting to see how many they rest against the Gold Coast this week. Yeah, and I reckon they'll have a a big number come back in for that first final, which looks like it could be a rematch of that game. Yeah, that's scary. All right, so let's have a look at the GWS's last four weeks because I think that shows a bit of a slump in form. Mm. They beat Port by one point four weeks ago. They beat Sydney by two points three weeks ago. Mm. Lost to the Hawks by 56 points last week and then 61 points to the Dogs mm. this week. So I think it's been a a little bit coming for, for, for the GWS. Interesting but, um, down there, the Giants. Mm. But yeah, obviously play Gold Coast this week, and uh, we'll win that. But yeah, out in the straight sets, you reckon for GWS in the finals? Well, they're not. They don't get a second chance. Not finishing top four. No. So, uh, I reckon they uh, they probably will. Interesting to watch that. Watch this space. All right, my votes. Patrick Lipinski. He's been going all right. He's been going really well. Uh, yeah, well, him and Bont, I thought were fifty fifty, but I gave it to to this kid. 27 disposals, 9 score involvement, 7 marks, 32 pressure acts, 7 tackles and 2 goals. I gave uh, Jack McRae 2 votes, 39 disposals, huge disposal numbers this guy. Uh, 8 score involvement, 7 clearances and 5 inside 50s. And then 3 votes to Dunkley. I think he's had a few 3 votes recently. He's got to be in the extended squad for the yeah. All-Australian. I'd like to see... Uh, we'll go to our leaderboard after the last game, but gee whiz, he's had a phenomenal second half of the year. Yeah. So 31 disposals at 83%, eight score involvements, 35 pressure acts, eight clearances, 10 tackles, two goals. Just seems to do it all. I think he's 21. Incredible. It's ridiculous. So uh, far out, they've got a good uh, good young crop of midfielders. They sure do. Um, and, yeah, look at 2016 revisited maybe. Uh, the last game of the round was really the rough head game. Uh, Hawthorne and Gold Coast. Gold Coast were never really a threat. Um, Hawks scored, and I spoke about Gold Coast on the turnover um, last week. They, they're fine at getting it, but then they just give it back. And Hawthorne scored 73-16 to 16 from turnovers um, and won the inside 50s by 30. Um Ruffy sent off in style. That's the talking point here. Yeah. And that last goal that Ruffy kicked around the body um, was a beauty. They were looking for him at the end. And fair enough. And he's announced that that was his last game, yep. that he won't be coming along to Perth uh, this week. And I think... Does anyone give him a, a contract next year? No. No? No. That's I, it? I think that's it. It's not worth the, the Luke Hodge type deal? I think there's others that would be ahead of him. I think, yeah. I think Burgoyne, I think... Um, 
some other older players might be Burgoyne. I don't think rough. I don't think rough head has been that good at VFL level. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think it's more that on-field coaching role mm, type thing. Or go up as a coach. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Be good decoy forward. Yeah, but I think if you look at the only team he'd go to would be Gold Coast, and they've got Ben King, Sam Day. They want those Peter Wright, who's still only you know, forget Peter Wright, still only twenty three. They want those guys on the paddock, and Roughhead will take oh, a yeah. spot. But so Ruffy, you'd be able to teach him a thing or two. Yeah, no arguments there, but won't happen. <laughs> My, I'm just going to get straight on to my votes here. Right. One vote to Chad Wingard for his first vote of the season was good. Did you see that thing going around? I might show you later if no. I can find it. Don't know what you're talking yeah, about. You probably don't want to talk about it, but a bit, bit weird. Okay, sure. Just had explosive pace out of the midfield, Wingard. He was really good. 22 touches, a couple of goals, seven score involvements, and not something he's known for. 30 pressure acts and seven, uh, sorry, 10 tackles. So good game there to Wingard. I gave two votes to Ruffy in his final game, getting two votes, solid effort. For six goals and three votes to a man who's having a pretty bloody good year, really, in his second year, to Warple, the Warpedo. 34 touches, uh, 20 contested possessions, which is a career high. Seven intercepts, two goals, seven score involvements, and 13 clearances, which is also a career high for James Warple. And uh, you're very excited about showing I'm just going to quickly show you this. Oh, oh boy, oh boy, just the old, uh, yeah, right, uh, just a little video of uh, Chad doing a bit of the how do you do, and if you've seen it, you'll know what we're talking about. Oh, boy. <laughs> Chad, uh, Rim- Chad Rimgard. Chad Rimgard. There you go. <laughs> Check it out. Google it. So looking at our leaderboard after 22 rounds mm. uh, for the Holding the Ball Player of the Year Award. Yeah. Yeah. We're we'll going to get a nice trophy. Award to, uh, we'll send it. So... Dustin Martin is now a leader after Lockie Neal had a piece of it pretty much all season. Mm. Um, Dusty has 25 votes and Dangerfield moves into outright second on 23. And then we've got really two of the blokes who have been our leaders for the whole year, Neal and Grundy. And McRae joins them on 22. Mm. So who do the Tigers play again this week? They play Brisbane. Brisbane. Mm. So... Neil and, and Martin. Neil and Martin. And then look at the dogs. So McRae on 22. You've got Dunkley on 19. Um, Bontempelli on 16. Yeah. So, it's, you know, good signs there for the for the dogs. Yeah. Um, so we'll go through our whole leaderboard, you know, later on. At the but end, yeah. They're our top. Martin, Dangerfield, Grundy, McRae, Neil, and Merritt rounding out the top six. Mm. So that's our review of round 22. The last round of the year is upon us. We'll be back to preview a big round 23. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. Okay, we're back to preview the final round of the season or the final non-finals round. Yeah, and the AFL will love it. So much that can still happen and we'll talk about it all over the next 10 minutes or so. So we'll get straight into it. Friday night sees Collingwood play Essendon. Um, and uh, A good game, big game. Big game. I wonder if Essendon are going to – are a bit banged up and they might rest a few here. Okay. Now that they can't miss the eight, um, they're not going to go any higher because they're not going to overtake GWS seeing they play Gold Coast. Um 
can't go below eighth. So I, I just wonder if we might just see a bit of a, a banged up Essendon this week. Yeah, well, I don't know if you'd want to get smashed by Collingwood in the lead up to the finals either. No. Because that just, you know, do your form, all kinds of terrible things. Yes. Um, ruin a few careers too, probably. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to watch this one. It'll be interesting to see when uh, the teams come out on uh, Thursday night. But um, I think there's a few Eston blokes who are a bit sore and, uh, we'll, and they've been that way for a little while as we've seen in, in some of their results previously. Um, Collingwood looked as good as I've seen them in a long time against the Crows. They looked yeah. they looked really, really good. And there was that passage of play where they literally took it from defence right through the middle and it was almost like a training drill. It was finished off by Hoskin Elliott. And, uh, yes, that's, that was one of the top ten this week, wasn't it? It was. So... It shows a couple of things. It shows that Adelaide applied minimal pressure and it shows that Collingwood have gone all right. So interesting stat. Uh, Collingwood have won the last three, uh, restricting Essendon to an average of 61 points. There you go. So uh, I expect it to be pretty similar this week. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, Bombers, uh, sorry, Maggie's for me. Um, so the Maggie's, they can't drop below where they are. They're two games clear of GWS. Um, can go up to third if Richmond or West Coast lose. So watch this space there. But Friday night they'll uh, they'll have done their bit, and the Bombers they're going to be away on round one of the finals anyway, no matter what happens. Okay, because GWS ain't losing their Gold Coast. No. <laughs> All right, Saturday. Oh, pies for me as well. Okay. Uh, just in case you were uh, wanting to follow my tips. Oh, speaking of tips, yeah. how, how did we do last week? <laughs> I got two out of two? nine. Okay. <laughs> two, last week. two out of nine. So follow me. Well, I had six, I think. So uh, have you actually got the tipping leaderboard? Yeah, I'd yeah, be close there. now, it's wouldn't there. I? It's the spreadsheet's there, mate. Oh, no, I'll always have, a, have, always have the spreadsheet here. Tipping. But I haven't put yours in for this week. So you're on 113. You're only four behind me now. Um. See that button up there? It says enable editing. Push right, that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, uh, so just as we sort out the spreadsheet, there you go. Oh, you, still four behind. Yeah, you, That's ridiculous. Yeah, you suck. You were a fair bit behind earlier in the season. Uh, I think your calculations might be wrong, yeah, mate. Yeah, sure. Look mate. at all these threes. Anyway, so let's get back about. to this. Anyway, Mike just reminisced on his tipping. Maybe that's why I haven't won a bloody bet all year. Because <laughs> bloody... Uh, anyway, this week's your week, I reckon. Uh, yeah, apparently. Um, I haven't even checked my bets. I don't think I won, though. <laughs> uh, this game has no implication on the finals. Um, Sydney play St Kilda up at the SCG. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon? I don't think there's really much to say about this one. I, I think maybe St Kilda, a bit more to play for. Maybe Ratton wants to, you know, sort of do oh, his yeah. coaching chances no harm by getting another win on the board. Yeah. Um, so Saints are level with Freo and North. So this is the old draft pick game here. I actually think Sydney will win this. Uh, I think Sydney look are looking pretty good at home. Uh, they're good crop of kids. Buddy set to play 300th at long last. Mm, um, yeah. So when Buddy plays, they're a better side. But it'll be interesting to see what version of Buddy is out there. Yeah, well, you hope that he doesn't just go out there and uh, do the same injury over again. You hope so. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, interesting, interesting. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a good game, but I reckon Sydney's kids and Kieran Jack, his last game. Retired. Been a real end of an era. 
He was. He was uh, all Australian and and captain of that side and um, was was part of a pretty bloody dogged midfield for that was, Sydney side he? for a long time. He's sort time. of been a bit of a more of a forward sort of player in the, in recent times, yeah. or in and out of the side. In and out of the side. Hasn't played much this year, but well done to Kieran Jack um, on a on a. Pretty bloody good career, really. Um, and Dan Hanbury will travel with Saints uh, back up to his old uh, bit of a side uh, plot there. That'll be good. Yeah. So Sydney for me in this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Sydney as well. I'm not sure about uh, Saints, even though I think they've got more to play for at this stage. Well, at least their coach does. They can win and move down two spots in the draft order. Um, uh, next game, also no bearing. So two, yeah, don't, no need to watch any footy really on uh, on Saturday morning or Saturday lunchtime. You've got North down in Tassie, so they get a bit of footy down this weekend, North and Melbourne. Uh, North will win this by an absolute hurricane. Like it'll be weather hurricane. down there and if that's a margin. If margin could be measured by... Kilometres per hour of wind. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've lost it here. But uh, Melbourne have been horrible. They have lost their last five. They've gone from uh, being competitive. 17th. They've gone from being competitive to being absolutely just awful. Melbourne? Yes, they have. They were – well, I think they were more than competitive last year. Of course they were. They were <laughs> made of the prelim. Yeah, so – but gone from prelim to 16th. 17th. 17th. Horrible. Sorry. Absolutely terrible. Like, Even Carlton are better than That's saying something. So Just, yeah. Uh, hate oh, to be a Melbourne fan. Oh, gee whiz. Um, yeah. Do you think there's any danger the coach's position's in jeopardy? Not yet. No? So what would it take? Another six or another half a season of this? Yeah. We wait. If they, if they start next year and they're Oh and three, or two and five, or something like that. You wait. That the Victorian media will love it, and they will start circling because <laughs> uh, I think I'm not sure his contract is. Maybe either 2020 or 21. Um, I think this is his third or it's either his third or fourth year in charge already. Yep. Ruzi left the uh, left him a pretty. Everyone thought a pretty good list. Oh, I think it is. The midfield's fantastic. Mm. Um, defense has obviously been bolstered with May and Lever of recent times, and maybe it's just the forward line that, or it is the forward line that's uh, the biggest problem. Mm. So if they can get some yeah. key forwards in, in the off season, maybe that's uh, yeah. And I actually like what I'm seeing from North. Like North, apart from that horrible game against Geelong, have been pretty good mm. of late. Um, bit and bit inconsistent, but since Reece Shaw's coming over, they've been they've been handy. So North for me, and I think down in Tassie, they play it quite well down there. I think they win comfortably. Yep, I agree with that one. So North for me as well. All right. The first game of Saturday that actually has a bearing on the finals, and it's the Cats against the Blues. Second place against 16th place. But I think the game will be better than that. I agree. I think the Blues have been playing quite well. Mm. So the Blues, obviously, six from ten under Teague. Um, there's a real positive vibe about the place. There is, isn't there? And I uh, could notice that after the game against the Saints, the Blue Baggers are up and about. But there won't be too many of them down in Geelong on uh, on Sunday. I wouldn't have thought Saturday. so. And Geelong have got a fair bit to play for. So Blues would love to spoil the party. Um, but Geelong, if they win, they're guaranteed top two. Um, and a home final 
that will probably be at the MCG. So if if Geelong win, um, which I guess we're expecting, are we expecting that? That would be the expectation. Yes, so Geelong win and Brisbane lose to Richmond at the MCG, then Geelong will finish top and probably play Richmond, which will be at the MCG. <laughs> which, sure will. Which sucks for Geelong. Um, yeah, so you'd probably favour the Tigers. So they'd one. probably rather uh, Brisbane beats Richmond and then they get to host West Coast, which will probably also be at the MCG, to be fair, because um, West Coast will get a fair crowd over, you would think. More than sure you what you'd prefer, prefer really. Mm. They're both tough games. Yeah. So interesting that one, but uh, you would imagine Geelong too much to play for, just too much to play for. You'd have to go with the Cats there. Yeah. Yep. Carlton will keep it competitive. Uh, Geelong, Geelong by about four or five goals for one. Yep. Saturday night. Oh, what a cracking game this is up at the home of footy at the Metricon Stadium. Uh, Gold Coast. Up against Edward. Can the Gold Coast snap their 18-game losing streak? No. <laughs> okay. Um, they I'd, might continue into next I season. I would love it if they did. <laughs> you know that I'm I know you like. I a bit do of love Gold the Coast. Suns. And uh, look, I think just purely based on the number of young players that they've got, they just petered off into into nothing. They have, yeah. Uh, after a, a promising early sign. Something I've been really happy about. I haven't lost by more than 100 this year. That's real good. <laughs> Which some I mean, teams can't say that. <laughs> pretty close, surely. <laughs> they did uh, get close. Freo got close too a few weeks ago. Gets West Coast. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, GWS were, gee, they were woeful um, against the Dogs. And, well, they've been woeful the last two. Well, la- yeah, woeful the last two, but... On the downward in the last four, I feel. Mm. Just winning the last two before that. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got to pick GWS and you'd think they might even rest a couple of blokes if they're sore or whatnot and just freshen up, ready for a big elimination final. So how much does percentage come into their game? Probably Nothing. not at all because they're way off, way in front of Essendon. And they're two games behind Collingwood. So percentage so. means nothing. But they'll probably still have a reasonable win, I would have thought. Yep, and they will probably finish sixth um, and host probably either, or it looks like at this stage either Essendon or the Bulldogs, depending on other results. But they'll finish sixth. I think, yeah, they'll probably play Bulldogs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dogs went above Essendon this week. Yep. Mm. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, no surprises. GWS for, for both of us. Yep. The other Saturday night game is at Optus Stadium. Looking forward to this one. Um West Coast play Hawthorne in what is a pretty important game. Hawks still a chance relying on other teams to make the eight. They are a game behind the Bulldogs, but they're in terms of percentage ahead of the chasing pack, Mm. the two uh, South Australian teams. Um, And West Coast, if they lose, they can go to fifth, which would be a disaster. (laughs) Um, It would. And if they win, they need to rely on other teams and could get top two, but also might still finish third. Yep. What do we think? Uh, I think the last time, I think these games have been closer when they've been in Melbourne. Yes. But uh, over here, which they haven't actually played over here very often recently, but over here... (laughs) Uh, been sort of in the Eagles' favour, I think, more often than not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's probably ominous signs for Hawthorne. 
And uh, the Eagles should, I think they should win this pretty comfortably. You'd think so. The game at the MCG in round 15 was a was a really good game. The Eagles just got over the line by six points. And that was when uh, Nat Nui came back. It was a big, exciting Nat Nui game. Yeah. And uh, the big fella played well. And all news is that his return is tracking along nicely, hopefully for, for a finals, finals uh, comeback. Round one or? Possibly, yeah. So he, apparently he's running and he's um, – He's he's tracking along nicely. But Hutchings out's a big one, although I don't know if Hutchings would have been used this week anyway. Probably Maston just comes back in. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if Duggan comes back in for West Coast. Not quite sure. Mm. But intriguing contest. Eagles have got to get done. Um, or mind you, Hawks will be thinking exactly the same thing. Uh, Clarko will have them fired up. There's no doubt about that. So. Yeah, the Eagles really want to do as, as much as they can to finish in the top two. Yep. So if there is a bit of a intriguing one between West Coast and Brisbane, a lot of people think Richmond will beat Brisbane at the MCG. I think there needs to be about a 90-point. I heard it was 80. but 80 or 90 points. The Eagles. So if the Eagles win by 40 and Brisbane lose by 40, the Eagles may go ahead on percentage. There's a 4 5% gap at the moment. So I don't know. Not, we'll just get it's the win. It's not out of possibility, but uh, it's pretty tough, I would pretty think. Tough, pretty think tough. think if Brisbane lose, they're going to keep it pretty tight, I would have thought. Mm. Uh, See, a lot of people still don't trust Brisbane, but we'll get to that game in a minute. But mm. West Coast for me against Hawthorne. Yes, and for me too. Sunday in Ballarat, sold out down there at Mars Stadium. And this is the, I guess... It's probably, you could argue, the second biggest game of the round, really, in terms of its implications. Dogs win, they're in. Yep. And they deserve to be in. I think so, yeah. The Crows win and they are they open the door for the Hawks if they beat the Eagles. Um, and it's, it's interesting at the moment, Adelaide and Port, dead even on percentage. Um, so there's been – there was something going around on Twitter that if they are still dead even on percentage, how they would separate who goes in the eight and there's well, been – Is it alphabetical order? Is that how it's separated oh, at the moment? surely. That's a bit rough. Um, or is it maybe it's uh, least against points? Least against points. Well, geez, it's close, isn't it? Because they're uh, – Port have scored more but have conceded more. That's ridiculously close, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, who knows? But – I don't think they'll be even on percentage after this week, depending no, on what happens. No. Um, so I think the Bulldogs win. Oh, gee, their midfield is exciting. And uh, apparently Aaron Norton, a stat I saw, has taken 50 contested marks this year and he's the first person to do that since Nick Rewalt in 2002. Wow. Sorry, the first young player, like under a certain oh, age. Okay. I can't remember the age since Nick Rewalt in 2002. And Lance Whitnell. In 1999, there's a player for you. Wow. Blast from the past. I didn't realise he was a good contestant, Mark, but uh, there the, you go. The big Lance, the big red fire engine. Mm. He was all right. <laughs> um, dogs. Yeah. Wolf, dog, wolf. Dogs, easy. On this wolf, one. wolf, bloody crow's, wolf. Uh, crow's season is completely over. They, may as well go on holidays, Crow fans. What uh, big shake-up, I reckon, at the Crows. Yeah, I think so. Season. Now, this is the big one. Sunday, 3.20 Eastern Standard Time, Richmond and Brisbane. So this is the – I think this is the game that everyone wants to just have a look at where are Brisbane at. Mm. This is the game that will answer the question. Yeah. What do you reckon? Oh, look, I think Brisbane are a great side, but 
Brisbane and Melbourne or away was always there, a bit of a Achilles heel earlier in the season. They've obviously been much, much better towards the end, but Richmond at the MCG, I don't think any team's going to go in favourites in that game and, and really push Richmond. Uh, obviously, the Eagles almost got the job done on the weekend, but I can't see Brisbane. I think they just might get a little bit overwhelmed by the, the occasion at the MCG. It'll be interesting to see what um, what Richmond do about Cameron. Um, last week against West Coast, they left Grimes back, so they always had an out number. And Cameron loves being isolated up forward. Mm. I think he's in the top five in the race for the Coleman now. He's had a terrific season, he Charlie has, Cameron. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they combat that. Then you've got, I think Brisbane have got the arsenal to match Richmond's talls. I'd be interested to see our man, our man Marcus Adams up mm. against probably a Lynch. Yeah, I think and so. And you think Harris might go to Rewald or play the sort of McGovern role or yep. something like that. Um, and then the midfield battle, you've got Martin Edwards Prestia, who are all pretty good against West Coast, against Lyons, Neil, Robbo, Zorko. Zorko. Uh, oh, it's going to be an absolute beauty, this is. It will, won't it? Um, so. I'm really intrigued. I'd, I would love if Brisbane just stuck their middle finger up at everybody and, and got a got It'd be incredible. One. I mean, you'd love to see Brisbane do well. I but. think it's two pretty similar game styles or similar in a way. You know, Richmond, the handball-happy surge team, and mm. Brisbane just little possessions. We, we, they make their possessions count. They just yeah. they just go. So it would be – if the weather is good – have we got a shower or two? It's beyond. Uh, this could be a – a high-scoring, a, a really good game. But it'll be interesting to see if Richmond strangle Brisbane and stop their ball movement. That'll be there. Yeah, the well, the Richmond pressure's got a few teams caught out this year, I think, mm. and if they bring that, it could um, could be the undoing. And look at this. The form lines are just Ws everywhere for both of these sides. Yep. All wins. Interesting, last year at the MCG, <laughs> Richmond <laughs> won by 93 points, I think that just, is. Just the two goals, five. So uh, I doubt we'll see a scoreline like that. But if that's the sort of turnaround that Brisbane have made, like oh, say a 93-point loss to a two, three-goal loss, But I think the thing incredible. I like about Brisbane, they're not satisfied and they shouldn't be. Um, this is uh, the latter position for Brisbane since 2010 after round 22. Uh, two th- uh, so in 2010, 13th. 11, 15th, 2012, 13th, 2013, 10th, 2014, 15th, 2015, 18th, 2016, 17th, 2017, 18th, 2018, 15th, and 2019, 1st. <laughs> what a... It's a big change. What though. an extraordinary it's rise. It's been as bad as Melbourne's fall. Oh, yeah, it has. Mm. And it's just... it's it, But it shows that anything's possible. Yeah. You know, doesn't it? Like, it's ridiculous. It is. Uh, so well done to to Brisbane and this is a cracker on Being Sunday. Awful. I find it hard to tip against Richmond. Me too. And uh, the Sunday Arvo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at home though. It's your I, away. I'm glad that I don't have to go to this game. And 
I don't think we watch it. Although I, I may, I may watch it just to see what, what changes. Yeah, so you can watch the new man. And uh, well, I mean, it, it it's one game. It doesn't like. What are the odds on David Al getting the job? Is he? Is he? Is he there was in there. I, did he I read him out? I think I did. Yeah. It was six fifty. Six fifty. That's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. So maybe if what? Imagine he gets a win. <laughs> He's going to say, "Get around me, boys." There could maybe be the year of the money on him. He gets a win. Odds go up. Mm. Cash out. Cash out. <laughs> Cash out. Um, your boys, any chance? No. <laughs> Although I said that against Geelong. You did. <laughs> um, so, and you know, Port are a weird side. So Port will know at this point whether they can make the eight or not. That's the thing. So Bulldogs beat Adelaide, they're done. Can't make the eight. Well, I'm pretty sure they can, they won't make the eight because I think Dogs are beating the uh, Crows. But. Yeah, but they'll know. So let's just let's just – Forecast. Okay. So let's say West Coast beats Hawthorne. And then earlier on Sunday, they've just got news that Adelaide have beaten the dogs by point. <laughs> All right. So Adelaide have got no percentage. They need, that means they just need to beat you guys. Uh, they'll be, I mean, they'll probably lose because it's a game they need to win. But um, yeah, well, didn't they have the same on. issue last week against North Melbourne and yeah, blew it? You'd think so. By what? How much? Ninety? Yeah, not quite that much. Sixty. Um, really? Yeah, sixty or seventy. Um, but yeah, if, I think this game will be every bit of dead rubber if Port know they're they're out. Yeah, I sort of hope that uh, we see for the Dockers at least a few players in maybe different positions just to see. Yeah, we, yeah it'd be interesting know, to have a look at my the mate Chera in the, the middle, maybe. Maybe <laughs> hey, you have a look. You take your centre bounce. If he plays in the middle, I'm all for David. <laughs> You're going to chuck a pineapple on him. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm after a big game for Connor Rose, so my cash out gets higher. What is it at the, the moment? Uh, it was ten last week. Um, what did you put on? 50. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I went, I went a bit nuts. Have I been paid out on Walsh yet? No, because Rosie's still in the hunt. Um, where is it he? It could be the only bet I win this Rosie, year. cash out, he's 10.95. 10.95. Yep. Well, you know what? And my Luke Shuey cash my, out's gone down. I'm my not bet that. is not there anymore. Oh, you, have you been cashed out? Have they I paid out? Cashed out. They must have. Ca- they must have paid it out. That's ridiculous. My Luke Shuey bet. The update on the Shuey bet. Um, my twenty dollars. The cash out is now at fifty three for Shuey to win the Brownlow. Um, and a shout out to Putza, Ben, who has who's emailed us before. Yep. Last week we said that there was someone who predicted in our preseason tips that Ratton would coach more games than Richo this year. And we didn't know who it was. And Putza, uh, who was the first person to actually email us earlier in the season with a rant, um, uh, said, yep, that's me. I'll take the credit. So well done, Putza. But anyway, I think we're both picking Port here. We're, we are picking Port. I'm just trying to find out if my uh, my bet was cashed out. All right. Must have been. Well, there what? we are. Sam Walsh. Cashed out. Cashed out. Well, I, I didn't cash out, but they, they paid, paid it Paid it out. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I should cash out on my ten ninety five and just take the ten well, bucks and I don't know invest it in the Eagles to win by forty plus. Might as well. Done. All right, we'll be back with our predictions right after this short announcement from our sponsors. Not holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. Okay, prediction time. Prediction time for the last round of the season. It is, and uh, you started off. Who's the certainty this week? As I mentioned in our preview, Collingwood, uh, the certainty. Essendon, uh, yeah, cheers. Um, a bit banged up, I think, and uh, 
There's, I don't think Essendon are playing for much. They're going to finish seventh or eighth anyway. Um, Collingwood will try and scrape into that top four. So I think, uh, and the Maggies looked really good last week. So I'm, I'm going for Collingwood as my certainty. Yep. I think that's a pretty good certainty. You? My certainty is the Eagles. I think they'll demolish Hawthorne. Uh, Our live studio audience love that prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Studio audience zero. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a pretty easy prediction. The Eagles should win. Uh, if they didn't win, then what does that do for their top four chances if they lose? Well, you expect Richmond and Collingwood both to win? Then it struggle, they struggle to finish top four. Then they drop down fifth. Potentially fifth or yeah. will drop down to fifth. And possibly host Essendon. Yeah. Hmm. Which they probably win, but uh, then the week after that would be the the tough one. Road trip to somebody, but anyway. Mm. All right, yeah. So Eagles for me. Who's the heat on? Adelaide. Um, you know we don't expect them to beat the Bulldogs. I don't think we either of us tipped them. But this team should have been playing finals. Um, we both expect this team to lose, and not play finals. There will be, you know, if there is a press conference out of Adelaide next week, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> Tom Morris, piss off, we got him first. Uh, so I reckon the heat's on Adelaide. They wouldn't want to put dish up the crap they dished up on Saturday. No. A big club in a two-team town. Sort your shit out. Not good enough. You? Well, I've gone with the other South Australian team Sa- in Port Adelaide. South Australian footy. It's in shambles. It's not going well at the moment. <laughs> so obviously Port uh, – Still a shot at getting there, but unlikely because the Dogs should beat the Crows. Uh, but I think they'll still finish above the Crows, which I guess gives them a little bit of uh, something. Yeah. Uh, bragging rights, maybe. We yeah. predict them to finish ninth. We predict them to finish ninth. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, they, they should beat the Dockers. But if they don't beat the Dockers... Of course they don't beat the Dockers. That's a Hinkley massive... Hinkley will be done... On, he'll be gone the following morning. I did see a comment somewhere that uh, the Dockers might be the first team to lose their coach and lose their first game with a caretaker coach yes. this season. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so uh, no luckily, pressure. It's unfortunate we don't play the Dogs this week because uh, they're good at losing, good at, yeah, losing those games. Aren't they ever? So, yeah, Port Adelaide, for me, the heat is on. What's your bet? My bet, I, I've got good odds here, and I reckon this is a good bet. So stay with me. I'm after a profit. So I'm sitting on even money. Uh, from my 23 rounds, I've collected $229.70, so I'm 30 cents down. Uh, and I reckon this is good, good. Just get around me here, folks. Collingwood 40-plus on Friday night against the Bombers, paying after my power-up on Sportsbet, paying $3.70. That are, they are good odds. Uh, Sydney debates the Saints, just a little cheeky $1.46, their favourites, but... You know, chuck them in. And West Coast 40 plus because West Coast need to keep going until the final siren, uh, which is paying 277 With the power play, that is paying $14.96. Uh, it's not bad. That's that's. A, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't like going the 40 plus on the first game of the round. <laughs> yeah. Because that's an easy way to lose your money. If, if that gets up, I'll be up and about on Saturday, let me tell mm. you. You? Uh, yeah, mine. It's a bit of a Hail Mary here. What I'm trying to do here is get back my money and take the lead from you <laughs> all in one week. If that happens, I'm not coming in next week. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, interestingly, I can actually cash out for 640 already. Hmm. How do I see my bet? 
Clicking. I could not cash out. Well, I can't. Oh, there it is down there. Okay, so I've gone St Kilda to win against Sydney. No, two seventy nine won't happen. Two seventy nine. It's not bad. Carlton to beat Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, no, I agree with this one. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. And Brisbane to beat the Tigers. I think these three are possible. <laughs> I'm not saying. Probable, but possible. Okay. I could see them all happening. <laughs> uh, you were going to get zero from three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but it's not it's about as good as I've been going. So uh, oh. the odds for that one are $38.22 or power play to thirty nine eighty two. There's a reason for that. <laughs> and uh, potential winnings just shy of $400. <laughs> so that would get me in front. So on the leaderboard and uh, so folks now Mike is just, just simply donating to Sportsbet <laughs> He's, I've been donating all year this is the the final the Hail Mary pass at the end of the game yeah, to try and win it. the Titans yep so uh, you just go for it at this just point go for it okay uh, this is bragging rights for the next season if I get this <laughs> well I've locked it in mate <laughs> um, rightio is that it oh shit well you're right here Mike's just uh, Sorry, you Mike's know, just building his chop milk here uh, <laughs> you like that? Uh, Rightio, if you're still listening, uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, up. good on you. Under uh, an hour and 30 minutes in. Oh, so. boy, oh, boy. Um, thanks for tuning in wherever you are listening around the world. And big re- last round of the season. Thanks for listening. Hope your team wins this week. Cheers. Bye, Ross. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.